You're listening to WRUULP Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. Hey, what's up? You're listening to Bring It In, and I'm your host, Glenn Pierce. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Bring It In Show for all your sports questions and comments. The viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Bring It In. You know, I'm Glenn Pierce, your host. And as always, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I don't know if any of the crew's coming in today or not. Uh, maybe they had a real big uh, weekend going on. But we're set up for the NFL season to get going i mean it's time it's time for the nfl draft this week on thursday we're gonna get to see what college stars are going to be able to fill out the rosters of our favorite teams we got we got guys all over the place we got so many projections, so many different mock drafts out. We know that the Panthers have gotten the very first pick. And you got to think that they made that move to get a quarterback. I mean, I can't see them getting rid of things if they didn't think they had their guy sitting there i mean what are you guys hearing cj stroud bryce young i mean it's got to be one of them what's going on kels how's it going good man how you doing I'm doing well, doing well. Just uh, getting in here, talking a little bit, just starting off. I mean, you got you you joined in right as I was uh, jumping on that number one pick. The Panthers went and traded uh, the the Bears to get that number one pick. Um, have you been hearing anything out there as to to which guy is their guy? I actually have not heard that. I didn't even know they they traded until you just, did. This just happen the trade? Uh, no, the trade happened um, probably about a month ago, I believe. The uh, Panthers went out and traded. They moved up. Um, I don't even believe it was that much. Uh, from like number nine to. The number one spot. Don't they want Stroud? I mean that I've I've heard a lot of people saying. I've heard I've heard both, so I'm not sure which one I've heard more. I mean, we still got. I mean, it's like I wish they would just tell us right now. They're gonna run that clock down to zero just to keep us anticipating what's going on who's gonna end up going so i mean i'm 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 just trying to figure out who the better fit would be i mean i feel like i feel like i would go bryce young Leader, I think that team needs leadership. They need somebody in there that's gonna take over and make it their team. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's, 
I just I just see more leadership in Bryce Young than I do in CJ Stroud. And, I mean, they both are going to develop, but I feel like you might be right. Bryce Young has developed a lot every every single season. So, that he was with Alabama. Yeah, and I almost feel like that that's going to help him in his development, coming there and being ready to just be the guy straight, straight from the beginning of everything. So, yeah. We know we know the Panthers need need something. Yeah. I mean, they definitely need something uh <laughs> they need a lot, but <laughs> getting some good leadership in there. Yeah. In the quarterback position, I think would be be the best route for him. I mean, I'm looking over here and I'm seeing uh, C.J. Stroud most likely going to the Colts at the number four pick. Which I so, think that's good for them too. Yeah. I, I mean, see the quarterback. Yeah. We got Nolan Smith. Savannah native. I mean, he's projected to go after that awesome combine. He's projected to go right around the eighth slot, which would keep him in Georgia, which would be huge for him playing. I mean, his whole career minus like one or two years down in Florida for high school uh, when he went to the IMG Academy. But just staying home, staying close by. Um, I would love that fit there. Hopefully that would work out for him. I mean, it's worked out for him staying in, staying at Georgia, staying with the Bulldogs. So I don't see why it wouldn't. Man, I I just want this to happen i want to fast forward like three months and get there but we're uh we're a ways away it's in base it's we're baseball season right now and it's got to be the first time Kels, this i i'm telling you this has got to be the first time and i don't know how long um like, I'm trying to think, and it's, like, coming up a blank for me. I might have to, when we go for our break, I might have to search this up. But it's, like, the first time I can remember that this latest ra- power rankings in the MLB that came out, the Orioles are in the top ten. I mean, you if you watch them like I have been this year, you wouldn't, you won't be surprised, but if you've been a diehard Orioles fan for years, you're like, whoa, like, okay. So things have been going well. I mean, they won their sixth game in a row uh, last night. There was a wild pitch at the, uh, end of the game i think bases were loaded they're they're pushing to win and then a wild pitch and they scored on the wild pitch and for a walk off walk off wild pitch uh steal home is that considered stealing home i mean i think so i mean i i just wasn't sure if because it was a wild pitch and it got kind of got away from the uh catcher if that's stealing it considered stealing home but man that was that was fun and and then on the other side we have um we have oh i'm gonna i'm gonna mess up the first guy who it was uh but the angels had three homers one after another i i think the first guy was like wells or something and then 
uh, Trout, and then Otani. <laughs> Just all going yards. So, I mean, it's, it's fun watching watching Otani play. I mean, he's he's doing it. The Angels are actually I, – I don't know where they sit in the standing, so I'm not going to say, like, the Angels are killing it this year. But I feel like on the highlights and everything – they're they're doing a lot better than they were last year, I would say. I'm gonna I'm I'm going to the standings now just to see see if I know what I'm talking about or if I'm just uh just talking to talk. No, I'm doing the same thing. I'm pulling I'm pulling up ESPN right now. Trying to figure out But they have so much talent in the Angels, man, that you're just like why aren't they winning games? Yeah. Well, like, they're, they're pitching that bad. You know, it's, yeah. they're 11 for, they're 11 and 11. So they're sitting at 500. Third place of uh, the American League West. So, I mean, they're there. They're, they're there. That would be last place of our division, though. <laughs> American League American League East is just piling wins on and it's not it's not even going to be like it used to be when when the division would beat itself up so bad because now there are fewer division games so it's not going to it's not going to be them beating each other up as much but it looks like they're beating up guys uh <clears throat> outside the division as we hear i mean anybody who gets to play the Oakland Athletics right now it's like a gift wrapped but they, yeah i mean they've won four games this year um their attendance is worse than triple a attendance throughout the uh triple a league um it's it's a lot of we're gonna make people suffer until you give us a new stadium but i mean i i heard there's no way it's happening but it already happened in football and I believe they've gotten the okay to move to Vegas oh really yes now I heard that there it's not gonna happen that they're the that Oakland's gonna finally stand up and and build them a new stadium or or something but I think they've gotten, they've pretty much gotten the green light to go to Vegas. They should. I mean, I'm trying to, um, there's just so many teams in California. It's like, Unless they just want to be there, but Vegas is just such a good market. Yeah, I mean, if they're not gonna build anything, um, but yeah, so this is this is what I heard earlier this uh, week that I brought it back up. So they're hoping to break ground next year on a new sta- stadium. Um, but they have finalized an agreement to buy 49 acres just west of the Las Vegas Strip. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like they're going to be moving eventually. Yeah, they've been and they've been they've been acting like they were gonna move since like sixty eight, but now 
now they're going to have to. Uh, I mean, they're buying land. So, I don't know. Um, I really don't know what else there is. I mean, it's you buy 49 acres in Vegas and I mean, you're you're moving. You're not making the fans happy. Nobody's going to the games. You're not putting any kind of any kind of competitive product out on the field. It's almost like you're letting them die this last season in in Oakland. I mean, I guess it would be more than just this last season if they're just going to start breaking ground. I mean, it'll take like two years. I mean, are we going to see the Oakland Athletics flounder at the bottom of the MLB until they move? That's the next question. Is that possible? I mean, it is. <laughs> but I mean, it's possible not even because if they're moving or if they're not moving, they just like you said, man, they haven't been good. Like, look what look what the Orioles have done the last few seasons. Like, even even if they haven't had a great year or the best year, they've still been developing guys. Yeah, it's been good for the organization. And now look at the work that they've put in the last three four years, starting to show. You know. Yeah. O Oakland Athletics, I mean, not trying to sound rude, but I don't have much good things to say because I feel like they're always the bottom of the barrel team. Yeah, I mean, they have been. And they trade away all their all their good guys a lot of times, it seems. So I don't know, man. Uh if the fans in Oakland want them to stay, I'm going to feel bad for them a little bit, but I do think that them going to Vegas would be more beneficial for the franchise. For the franchise, for the team, everybody. All all leagues are trying to get into Vegas now that sports betting, there's almost because of fantasy and the way that daily fantasy has uh jumped into everybody's life it's almost taken a stigma off of uh sports betting it's not necessarily somebody going to the casino and getting a second mortgage on their house and then losing it all it's two dollars here five dollars here i mean for people who have it fifty dollars i mean remember there's always responsible ways to gamble and if you think you have a problem there are hotlines out there to uh go call 1-800 gambling gambler yep. uh things like that so you don't end up taking a second mortgage out on your house yeah. and trying to let it ride Iowa for the national championship. I'm going to Iowa. I'm putting everything on Iowa's women's team. And then you turn around and you're like, I thought Caitlin Clark could shoot and make it from anywhere. Like, yeah, no, don't go down that road. Don't go down that road. Definitely <laughs> not. Um, so, yeah, so everybody's trying to get a franchise in Vegas, I mean, you hear the NFL just released a list of players. I want to say five NFL players when we're talking about, like, Vegas and gambling. Um, five NFL players that have been suspended coming this year for betting. And we know... Um, Who's the young man? Calvin Ridley just missed this last season because he was uh, placing bets. I mean, it's so easy. You're in a certain state. You can, you have the ability to place all kinds of bets from your phone. But, and it's not necessarily placing bets that these guys are 
in trouble for. Um, let me see if I can get their names real quick. I mean, you, you definitely don't want to ever get caught betting for or against your own team. I know, I know that. Pete, Pete Rose taught us that, didn't he? He taught us that. I mean, there's ba- I, I'm not sure what the baseball rules are compared to NFL. compared to NFL. Like NFL players are allowed to. I mean, I, yeah, and I almost feel like that's what Calvin Ridley had done was bet on uh, his own team. Or I'm I'm I don't have the facts in front of me, uh, but the NFL has rules about like. You can't place a bet if you're on your team's facility. Like so if you're at practice, if it's game day, you're in the locker room. Areas like that, you have to be away from NFL type things. So So yeah. I mean it makes it makes sense that it would be strict like that and and really any of the the big sports, you know, yeah, it's, like te- team sports, because you don't want people throwing games and such, you know. Yeah. So the Lions, there were three guys. I want to say it was three guys were suspended from the Lions. One indefinitely who has been released and then two were uh, suspended for six games. It was Jamison Williams, Williams and Stanley Berryhill the third were both suspended for six games. And then you had uh, Shaka Tooney from Washington who's suspended indefinitely as well. Uh, so, I mean, they you just got to... You got to be careful. All of our phones are, they know where we are when we're there. I mean, you can't, you can't place a bet somewhere acting like you're not on NFL property. So as coach Morgan dropping by. Saying what's up? What's up, Coach what up, Morgan? Coach? They went. They had a neutral field game this weekend, this past weekend, in North Augusta, South Carolina, against the Northeast Georgia Wolverines. Really, I mean, the Northeast Georgia Wolverines have been like. They have been spanking teams, forty-four to zero. Uh, I mean, if I if I pull up their their schedule and how many games they've won over twenty points, it's it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, they yeah, they're a real good team. Played a neutral field game. With, I mean, I no no Savannah Falcons player will say this, but I do know that not all the starters were there. I'm not sure if some some people were going down to uh, Orange Crush or not, but not everybody was there. It was like I said, a neutral field, a couple uh, hours away, so. The guys went out there, and the game started, and it did not start very well. Uh, by halftime, the score was 28-0. to zero. The Wolverines looking like they were, were about to do what they always do and score 40 points in a game. Um, but Coach Morgan and Coach Green were not about to have that. After they go back 
to the locker room for halftime. They make adjustments that Savannah Falcons, that classic Savannah Falcons defense. I mean, anybody who watches the games, anybody who listens to me talk about the Falcons and what they've been doing for multiple years is, I mean, their defense takes control of games and that it was the game of the week. The defense comes back out in the second half and they start to take control of the the game. The Falcons were able to uh, score once as um, Wilkinson's getting taken down. He kind of shovel passes forward to, um, I want to say it was Armstrong, Chris Armstrong. I, I don't have notes in front of me. And the Falcons were able to score a touchdown. And then they go back out there. Things don't happen their way. Um, but then the defense gets a safety. So the Falcons put eight eight points up on the uh, board for the second half. And they limit the Northeast Georgia Wolverines to zero points in the second half. So it's it's not a win. It's far from a win. It's still a 20-point loss. But, I mean, the way that Coach Green and Coach Morgan and the defense, the entire team adjusted that second half, I mean, I think that the uh, Falcons should should thrive on that and just I mean hey you do that for two halves of football you take down what everybody's already claiming is the best team out there I mean it's it's only one half of football but I mean hey they made the adjustments they needed to 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 prove that they could take this team down in the future because I mean three games left and then the playoffs start you want to win a championship you're going to have to go through these tough teams and I mean they they hang in there with everybody I mean this is the best year the Falcons have had going 5 and 2 I mean they this was the worst loss they've had this year, but I mean, if they can take a step back and look at it, they should have l- learned a lot about themselves because I was watching that game and that second half, they they came out there to 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 win that game. I mean, they came out to win. I mean, just a couple more things. They uh they go up against a team that good, I mean, and prove that they can they can hang with them. So that neutral field, hopefully get to see that battle again, and uh, the Falcons will come in knowing what they've learned in this. Coach Morgan says it was a great battle. Yeah, I was watching it. I, I know, but like I said, three more games for your Savannah Falcons coming up this weekend they'll be playing and the great thing is three games left one of them's a home game but two of them are like inner city battles because this weekend they got the Effingham Outlaws again, and then they wel- they're going to host the Duval Raiders, and then the weekend after that, they got an away game, but it's against the Pooler Broncos. So that's three chances that you get to, to see your Savannah Falcons locally. So... Go out there to their away games, their last two away games. Make sure that you're supporting them 
because they're going to give you a show. They're going to give you a show these last three weeks. And like Coach Morgan's jumping on saying May 6th is the final home game at Memorial Stadium. Make that place loud because your your Falcons are going to make you proud. Loud and proud. Come on. Let's get right. it. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I would think, Coach Morgan, do you uh, – Effingham Outlaws, they – they do $10 tickets as well, I believe. Um, I'm not sure what they're... Uh, don't know exactly what their children get in for free ages. Uh, but I'm almost positive it's $10 tickets. Like I said, it's an away game for your Falcons. But you go there, it's not. it's not very far away. You go... Give them the support and enjoy an awesome game of football. So that'll be that'll be awesome. So I mean, there it is. There it is right there. What you got going on for the next three weekends? You know? Falcons, baby. Yeah. Give us a uh short second to take a station ID break and we will be right back. Makes me think you're listening to a radio station in Savannah. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Sentient Bean. Sentient Bean has been serving fair trade coffee, thoughtfully sourced food, and other items to the community since 2001. They offer curbside pickup, delivery, and online ordering as well. They are open 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily and are located at 13 East Park Avenue on the south side of Forsyth Park. More information can be found at sentientbean.com. You are listening to your radio station, WRUU, which is presented by people just like you, people from your community. The voices you hear are your neighbors, co-workers, and other Savannah residents. Therefore, WRUU is your community radio station. So, won't you please help by donating whatever you can afford to help your neighbors stay on the air. Go to WRUU.org and support your local radio station with a monetary contribution of any amount. Again, you can support your local radio station at WRUU.org. Thank you. Hi, P.T. Bridgeport here. Every Friday, my co-host Lee Rich and I play popular music that fits a theme we've chosen. You'll hear some familiar tunes and some you haven't heard much. Join us at 11 on Fridays on WRUU 107.5 FM for Beyond the Liner Notes. You're listening to WRUULP Savannah. You're cordially invited to our WRUU Troubadour Night on April 29th from 3 to 5 p.m. Come and meet the faces of your community radio. DJs will be spinning some music for you. Some of the hosts and their bands will come and present some live sounds. It is the Troubadour, after all. And this will take place at the Savannah Improv on West Victory Drive. April 29th from 3 to 5 p.m some improv activities as well come and meet the faces and help to support wruu thank you so much we'll see you there on april 29th from 3 to 5 p.m senior citizens incorporated is looking for volunteer meals on wheels drivers a few hours each week will connect some of our area's most vulnerable residents with nutritious food and a regular knock on the door for more information, contact Laura at 912-964-5411. All right. And last week I was telling you guys about family fun, friendly event. The Slam, the Savannah Local Artist Market was supposed to go on uh, this Saturday because of the threat of 
weather and rain it was postponed to the next saturday this saturday coming up the 29th so from 10 a.m to 4 p.m get out to the savannah local artist market it's located right behind the salvation army on b road right on their baseball field it's an awesome event they have food trucks uh parked up in the uh, middle of the baseball field and artists and vendors throughout the uh baseball field along the edges so get out there like i said it's a family it's a free family friendly event you could go find their info on their facebook page and get out there like i said it's on the salvation army's baseball field over there on b road right across from the savannah bananas baseball stadium grayson park at daffin park so get out there that'll be an awesome time and then after you're done doing some free friendly uh, free family friendly fun you can head over to uh the savannah falcons game and cheer them on so man NBA playoffs. Have you been watching these, Kells? I have. Yeah. It, tell me a little bit about what's going on. I've been watching some, but I I need to be filled in with the biggest stories going on right now in the NBA. Well, I would say the best series so far to me it's been the uh, the Golden State Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings. It, it just seems like every single one of those games are close. They got the old Warriors coach who used to who used to coach there, who's now the head coach at Sacramento. Okay. So you know that, it makes it a little more more enticing. Yeah. But yeah, man. So that that one's a battle right now. That one's tied up two two. Uh, Warriors won by one last night. 126-125. So, uh, I think the shocker for me is um, how well the Miami <laughs> Heat are playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Um, Giannis, is, Giannis isn't there, so I think also people are kind of like, well, if he comes back, you know, Milwaukee may still win the series. Now, now when you're, you're talking about the the uh game golden state versus sacramento i look down and see draymond green was back in the uh lineup after what what looked in real time like he appeared to uh stomp on sabonis's chest um you I don't know if you can take yourself out because I do know you you are a Golden State fan. What's your thought on on how how emotional Draymond Green plays at times? Do you think that the one game suspension was a legitimate suspension for somebody who's kind of got in kind of gotten in trouble in the past yeah i mean uh, it's the first round of the playoffs so if anything the nba is getting ahead of it being like all right you can play your bad boy role and get teed up a couple times a game or whatever but you're not going to stomp anybody's chest or, or hurt anybody like nba had to be like we're not going to stand for that yeah and their policy the policy after you get the, the first suspension is i think you get more like, I think it goes from one game to three games or something crazy. So, it's like three-game suspension, and there's only a seven possible seven-game series. You might want to start playing basketball and stop hitting people or stomping people or, you know. Yeah. Making too much chaos. And when you say, you say after the first suspension, I mean, where, where, uh, where do you think that NBA is, like, resetting the clock? Like... Now that the playoffs start, almost like he's got a 
his slate clean, wiped clean? Because I feel like this is this isn't his first suspension. I mean, he's gotten gotten suspended for kicking people in the playoffs in the past. That's that's where I think my biggest thought of or not thought, but like surprise when they handed him out just the one game suspension. I thought past was gonna was gonna play a little role in it, but he is back. And we'll see. I mean it's the first round. These games are only gonna get more intense, I would think. Um Do they have yeah, do they have what it takes to I mean they are the most seasoned team out there. They've won the most. They know what it takes. Do they have what it takes to win the championship this year? I mean you've I already say, answered it. it. Yeah, I, I was going to say that hesitation kind of already told me you don't think they do. Um but they they have been there. They know what it takes. Um, but, man, some of these young teams are just uh, look extremely hungry. Yeah, they're, they're not the most fluent team this year. Like, you can be experienced all you want, but they, they're not very good on the road. And yeah. You got you to gotta be able to play on the road in the playoffs. Like, yeah. must. So I think they're the lesser of the seeds too. So it means they got to go back to Sacramento no matter what. Even if you know, even if it goes to seven. Yeah, because Sacramento you know. was number one, weren't they? Uh, one, two, or three, I think. I yeah. can't remember. Let's see. Um, and then I come back. I mean, seasoned teams that have been in the playoffs have done it. I mean. When I'm looking at the slate of games for tonight, I mean, I'm like a couple years ago during COVID, the Heat and the Lakers are in the finals. Now they've had to claw their way in through the play-in tournament. Does that even matter for two teams with the talent they have um I mean you think you think Miami's going up against the Bucks who are I mean we know they they're like a number 1 or 2 seed as well I feel um and then uh they lose Tyler Hero it's like you keep you keep seeing things happening to Miami that it's like Oh, they got to be done now. And then they win again. Um, <clears throat> so, out, of those two, out of those two teams, who do you think has the better chance to win a championship? Out of the, the Heat and the Lakers? Yeah, the Heat and the Lakers. We're going play-in style. It doesn't even matter about any other team. It's just those two teams, who has the better chance? The Lakers. The deep, deeper deeper lineup. LeBron's been there. You know. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can say they weren't healthy and didn't have AD for a lot of the season. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, if, if playoff LeBron and a healthy AD – with those guys like D'Angelo Russell and and how Schroeder's playing, I I just think if it, any team's gonna make noise now that Heroes hurt for the Heat, yeah, it's gonna be the Lakers. Hero, he's a shooter. He's not a run and dive for the ball type of guy. Don't put your body on the line, Tyler Hero. They need you to shoot, cause I mean it. On um, on Saturday, he makes an appearance, but, I mean, are we really legit supposed to think that 
now that Hero's gone, like Duncan Robinson can put 20 up night after night. I mean, he's supposed to. That's why he got paid, because he was supposed to be that guy. He came out on Saturday, and he was able to shoot. But, I mean, is he really going to be a shooter like he's was for a season? I mean, that's, uh, that's a lot to ask a guy who gets it and loses it. I see it the same way. Hero was kind of like that Derek Fisher for the Lakers type shooter that, you know, Clay Thompson for the Warriors on their run. Ginobili, when the Spurs went on their runs, you know, you need that shooter. Yeah. You leave, you leave him hair open. You're like, even the stadium, if you're in a different home team stadium, they're just like, oh, no, that's bad news. And that's what Tyler Hero is for the Heat. Like, he's, he's a sniper. Yeah. But now Duncan Robinson got to go earn his money. Yeah, I mean, if he can, if he can keep playing like that, then I mean, that's that's the heat that we thought we were gonna get a couple years ago. I mean, minus Hero because he's injured, but that's the heat we thought we were gonna get. That's the heat they thought they had built, and then they kind of went flat a little bit. Um, Bam's got to step up, too, for them. Yeah, he's got to be... He, he's got to go out there and be a monster. Especially with no Giannis. Or, or I mean, I, I'm, Giannis may come back. I, I did hear he was practicing again and stuff. Yeah, I keep way. hearing he's coming back, but then he misses that next yeah. game. So, I don't know for sure. Um, and then, uh, I want to ask you, I mean, Kawhi started out real strong but I mean is anybody gonna like who's gonna be able to slow Phoenix down when they're playing it's seven games it just seems so like so many game like so many games in a series to be able to to stop this i mean chris paul's probably in the best position he's ever been in when what he's he's got to be the fourth best player on the team is that that's all that's all we're asking to chris paul now i mean just be the fourth best player on the team um but they're fun to watch too yeah yeah they are do they close it? You think they just close it out tomorrow against the Clippers? They they need to because if Russell Westbrook wasn't playing out of his mind right now, I don't even know if that would be as competitive as it has been. Yeah. Westbrook's been playing some basketball again. And, you know, they need Kawhi Leonard out there. They need Paul George. But, you know, want and need are two different things. Like, you're playing the Suns, and the Suns are healthy and they're hungry, and I think they're gonna close it out. Yeah, I mean they're still saying um, Kawhi is gonna be doubtful, so I mean if that if he's not there, I just don't see how how they could even possibly win. Not against this Suns team. No. I mean, hey, tip your cap that they've, they've won a game and they've, they've been battling, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's just, that's just a heck of a roster, man. Yeah, it is. Devin Booker's playing so well right now. So I'm with you. I, I, I see the Suns taking it very soon in that series. Yeah, man, did you, uh, we're rolling up with about 10 minutes left to showtime, but I don't know if you watched any of the uh, UFC fights over the weekend, but uh, my brother's, one of his training partners out of Daniel Gracie's uh, Philadelphia gym, Jeremiah Wells, competed on ESPN 
this weekend uh, for the UFC. His this was his fourth UFC fight. He was going in against a guy, uh, Semisberger, who uh, he he's had a decent amount of fights, and man, this guy's got some lead fists. Semisberger, I'll tell you, uh, they they go in, they start the fight. I mean, Semisberger, they're both just trying to like take heads off, and Semisberger connects and knocks Wells down. And once Wells gets on the mat, he goes right into his uh, wrestling mode. Like he goes down, and Semisberger gets on top of him. And goes to start uh, to finish it almost, yeah. And he just goes into wrestle mode and works works magic and gets top control and then controls them and gets some good hits in. Uh, and it kind of went like that. I mean, he kept them on, controlled them for the first round. Then the second round, they're standing up again. He gets hit. He kind of falls back on his butt. And then when Semisberger comes back in, he just lowers himself almost like a, uh, it's a smooth double leg takedown, but looks almost like he's spearing him because he hit it so hard. But when he hits it, he picks him up, slams him down, gets back on top of him. It was a, uh, these two guys battled. And I wouldn't be surprised if, in a couple years, we see these guys battling on, like, this was a main card, but it was a main card on ESPN. I wouldn't be surprised if these guys both move up the rankings of their weight class and wind up having a rematch down the road on, like, a main card that you have to, a pay-per-view main card. So, Wells, he... It went to decision. Wells ended up winning. Um, some one of the referees gave the fight to Semisberger. Two of them gave it to Wells. So I couldn't believe that even one gave it to him. Um, but he won his fourth fight in the UFC, and uh, let's hope he said. They asked him if he had his eye on anybody to fight, and he just said he wants a uh, top 15 fight. So hopefully he'll get up there in the top 15. And uh, guys from that gym, they're saying they're like 10 guys from Philly in um, the UFC right now. So it's awesome. Yeah. So that that gym is is full of a bunch of dogs and they're ready to uh to start moving up the ranks in the UFC. So it it was cool getting to watch uh somebody that I I know of. I I haven't gotten to meet him yet, but someone I know of because he trains with uh Taylor. So that's awesome. And then uh yeah. Huh? And I'm, I was going to say it's it's not UFC related, but there was that big boxing match this this weekend between uh, Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia. Yeah, and Tank Davis. Baby. Davis Tank took baby. him down. Yes, sir. You know, uh, I don't talk about it like ever, but they had the uh, Talladega, the race at Talladega this weekend, and surprise visit from the owner of the 2311 car Michael Jordan was on pit road all day long headphones on watching the screen coming down for the last lap Bubba Watson was in first the guy who drives Jordan's car Coming around a turn, he tried to stay in front of another race car driver. Just tapped him a little bit on his back bumper. 
and uh, sent them like a jackknife into the infield. So they were right there about to win Talladega, which they won, I think, in the fall. But the the that race was stopped because of rain and stuff. So they were, they were pumped they were about to win and car accident. And as Jordan's climbing down, just a random security guard looked over at him and said, eh, that's Talladega for you. <laughs> Damn, I mean, it is. I mean, they you said, wreck them on the last lap, man. they said when it, when it happened, it was the rare occurrence of seeing Jordan in the surrender Cobra. Yeah. He, he doesn't surrender Cobra Very that well. often, but it happened at Talladega. But the they Yeah, but they've been building a good uh race crew. I think this is their second full season. So, I mean, the further it goes along, the better it'll get. I think he's about to sell his basketball team and focus more on NASCAR. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, it's a pretty cool ad in there. Yeah. I mean, him and I, I don't think I'm going to get this wrong. Denny Hamlin. They're the yeah. owners of the uh, 2311 race yeah. team and they became good friends because uh hamlin is a big basketball fan so he would be courtside a lot of the times at the hornets games and jordan's always been a huge nascar fan because him and his dad i mean growing up in carolina it's just almost everybody in carolina loves yeah. NASCAR. So him and his dad had this huge bonding uh this huge bond over cars and NASCAR and racing and stuff like that. So that's what got Jordan interested and he was back in the day he used to be one of the sponsors for Hamlin as well. That's how he first got involved by just uh being a sponsor and having the Jumpman logo on Hamlin's car and uniform. So. Yeah. That was cool. I, ne I never knew that. Nope. And now, and now they're, uh, they got three guys racing for them. Bubba, um, I think it's Kurt Busch, but, if it was the other Bush, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that I'm wrong about that. And I can't remember the new young kid that they have racing for him. But, yeah, this, he's going for winning, you know? Yep. Forget you, you think you're listening to a radio station in Savannah? NHL playoffs is round one, too. Yep, and uh, I haven't seen any of it. I'm not gonna lie. Still early enough for you to be able to come back in later. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see if Atlanta's gonna get a uh, new hockey team. Thank you for listening. Remember, we're here every Monday, 11 a.m. to 12 o'clock noon. And always stay tuned to 107.5. You're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM. WRUU.org, Savannah Soundings, community radio with global soul. The viewpoints expressed in the preceding program were not necessarily those of WRUU, its license holder, or its staff.